Talk up the team. Talk up the team. All my life, been grinding all my life. Sacrifice, hustle, pay the price. Wanna slice, got to roll the dice. That's why. All my life, I've been grinding all my life. Look, all my life, been grinding all my life. Sacrifice, hustle, pay the price. Wanna slice, got to roll the dice. That's why. All my life, I've been grinding all my life. Look, I'm married to this gang. That's who I made my wife. Said I'd die alone. I told that bitch she probably right. One thing that's for sure, not a stranger to this life. Yes, 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 definitely. This is your boy, Dre Ski, man. We talk up the ting. And we back again with another session, man, on this Wednesday afternoon. You know, we definitely got to make it right. And we we, 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 we we on a little lean right now. Right now, we're sipping on this pineapple and this peach liquor, man. So we're definitely doing it big right now. So everybody kind of just sipping and, you know, we, we about to talk up the thing right now. This session definitely going to be titled Balling on the Budget, man. Balling on the Budget. We're living in a time right now where we definitely got to do that because we got to make sure that we are doing the right thing to make sure that when we become like 60, 65, 70, and 80, we have something to live off. But before we could jump into the session, man, we got we got some people in the building and it would definitely be rude for me not to let them introduce themselves. So I'm going to start with the right. I'm Rochelle from North Carolina. Um, just recently moved to Tampa. All right, Rochelle, nice having you. Nice having you. We'll talk up the thing. Hey, you guys. My name is Tiffany. I am from North Carolina, graduated from the University of North Carolina at Charlotte. I am a recent grad, and I'm happy to be here. All right, right. And it's, we definitely, it's a pleasure to have you. I think that we definitely want to get you guys loose because guess what, man? Right off that jungle juice. All right, man. <laughs> but let's get right into it because I think that is so good to talk, be on this session and have this conversation with not just a recent grad, but, you know, someone definitely in, in, in the space right now, going to school right now. So let's let's talk about it. What do you, what do you guys think about the topic balling on the budget? Like, do you guys do that now? Definitely. <laughs> yes, I think it's so important, especially like in today's time to ball on the budget. We have inflation going on, like gas prices are like $7 a gallon almost, you know, like. Damn, what state do you live in? $7 gallon. <laughs> what, what, what? Almost. Listen. Yeah, I know. I know. I've seen that. Woo-hoo. I'm so happy. Thank God that I work from home three days a week and I only go into the office two days a week. So yes. it saved me a lot of money for that. So definitely got to thank God for that. So I'll give back to yeah, but anyway, <laughs> it's important to ball on the budget. Like, we got to demonstrate that in our everyday lifestyle. But a lot of people don't know how, you know. Okay, so so, so for you, like, how do you, how are you preparing yourself to, to making sure that you are balling on the budget that make, makes sure you are saving so you can accomplish things that you want? Right. First of all, I think a lot of people don't understand the power of compounding interest and investing while you're early. Like, I'm a recent grad, right? So this is kind of like my power time to invest. Um, that's one of my strategies. Like, I work, I have a savings account and an emergency fund. And so that's kind of a way that I'm balling on the budget. And I also track my spending, how much I'm bringing in, how much is going out on, like, a monthly basis. So that has something that's helped me so far. Okay, so if I should ask you, how old are you right now? I'm 22. 22. Where do you see yourself in five years? In five years, I want to be on the brink of my financial freedom. I'm in the process of starting my own business right now. Um, definitely still building up my little nest egg for retirement. So I definitely see myself. Um, 
I want to retire early, but I, I would say that will be more toward like 35 years old. Okay, okay, okay. All right. I like I like I like individuals who have a plan. You gotta have a plan in life. Because when you don't have no plan, then I mean you're not going nowhere, right? right. It's kinda like getting a car or you don't have anything to GPS and you don't know where you're going. Mm -hmm. You're gonna get lost. You're gonna run into a roadblock. So let me go back over to your shell and see what you have on balling on the budget. Well, um balling on the budget, it hits home for me. Um just because I had to make a transition out of the career that I started into another career, um, physical therapy. So that required me to go back to school um, full time. So I had to learn how to manage my money, save up, stack up, and really save for school. Okay. If I should ask you, how old are you right now? I'm 29. Okay. 29 years old. Where do you see yourself in the next five years when you, when you come to budgeting and gaining everything that you want? Um, in the next five years, I see myself as a physical therapist. I want to be successful in the career. Um, it'll take me, give or take, three years to graduate PT school. After PT school, I want to be working in the field and being successful in the field for about a year or two. So um, I would like to do travel physical therapy uh, just to kind of make that money back from what I lost um, to start building up that um retirement fund and things like that do you got your eyes on any type of investment that's out here today uh yes definitely um i'm currently investing i started investing in my uh, i used to work in insurance so i started investing then before i left and transitioned over into physical therapy um so right now i have iras i have stocks i have different things out that i'm trying to keep consistent while i'm in school and then once I'm out of school, I still want to grow, grow that, expand on that. Okay, 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 okay. I think that is is good to to have different streams of income, right? Because right. I think that like today, as you can see, one job one job won't do it unless you the president or you own the company making millions. You know, so I think that if you if you even if you're working in a job making a hundred thousand dollars, sometimes people don't understand. It's not like how much money you make is how much you can save. Exactly. Yeah. So um, it's definitely for people who are out there who are thinking that oh my god, um, you know things are going to be good 10 years from now now start now you know right. start mm -hmm. now because i look back and take some investment let's take a look at bitcoin you know like bitcoin was something that was something small if you like you know invest like 500 in bitcoin 10 years ago you probably be looking at something you know sometimes we spend money on things that not even necessary in life right. and, but not to just gig on that you're going to do that but again put your money into something else that's also going to grow Right. It's all about strategy for me. Like whenever I plan a trip, I know that I'm going on that trip. So I'm going to budget up until that trip comes so that for me, that's no going out. That's no eating out. You know, that's cooking my meals from home, preparing my budget so I can save for that. You trip. know how to do that? <laughs> <laughs> no, I got to ask. You know, yes. I. No, I got to ask because I, I really feel like a lot of people today eat out so much and they, they rely on that. Right. You know what I'm saying? So they, 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 they don't know when to like say, okay, you know what? I'm, I'm saving for something. Right. right. And there's so many resources out here now, like Google, YouTube, like you can buy meal prep, which is not exactly saving, but it's a lot of ways that you can budget your grocery funds in order for you to prepare your meals at home versus going out to eat. If I go out to eat, I can go out to eat once a month. And that's like, that is my way of, you know, celebrating myself for budgeting the whole month. Like, you got to do little victories 
in order for you to meet your goal, your financial goals. Definitely. And I think that's something I can speak on. I feel like a lot of my friends always come to my house and they be like, man, you got all the food here, man. You got all the food here. Your fridge is, is nice. Your, your pantry look good. You know what I'm saying? Because I believe in making sure that those things are full first, right. you know, before you even step out and say you're going to go have fun. Because when, when, when those things are full, those things can take you through life, right? It can, when you get home, you can just as well make something and, and, and eat that before, you know, like, but when you don't have that and all you rely on just the streets to eat, eat from the streets, mm-hmm. then, then you, you're not, you're not budgeting yourself and you're not practicing proper way of like saving money. Because trust me, if you go out and eat every day and you should do the math on that, I promise you, you're going to spend at least probably $200 because breakfast, lunch, dinner, like that's. Nothing is cheap out here. Exactly. I have a question for you two. So it's a little age gap between us, right? Like I'm just graduating college and you guys have kind of been through that process already. If you go back to your younger self, what are some like financial decisions you make that can help you budget early to kind of help you prepare for success when you get, you know, earlier up in age? Um, I would say definitely do more invest in in different stocks and different um type of you know ways of avenue to make money and to look at the long term you know i i, I grew up in a in in a, in a family that did not teach me any of that right mm-hmm. so i'm a first generation to go to college first generation to learn everything so now that i learned everything now the people behind me who are coming behind me i'm spreading that message to them you know so i'm i'm not mad at that because at least i understand today what it takes to 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 go out there and make a positive move on um, to build the future to make sure that i understand where i'm going to stand later on because people don't understand life it's levels to it right that right it is exactly. levels to life because I remember when I was in high school and um, I was just look at some of the kids. I'm like, damn, you got all that stuff right there, and I didn't have it. And then I and I graduated high school. And I went to college and I see some of those guys and I'm like, what happened? You know what I'm saying? But not to harp on that, but some people still you go to college, you be like, oh, we all here, but you think all you guys are gonna make it? Not because you got a college degree that you means you're gonna make it and be something. Right, exactly. Now I graduate and now I'm doing my thing. I'm seeing some people and I'm like, yo, you got a college degree? Why you not? getting that you know what i'm saying getting the cake mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying so i would definitely say like you know in do more investment and um you know um definitely make sure that i'm i'm doing the right thing so i can i can be the person that i want to be in the future just like you speak about you want to retire at a young age right. you know what i'm saying i don't want to work till i'm 65 and i won't work till i'm 65 exactly like i don't want to be that person because i get you have to enjoy life because you work till the 65 and people are dying at 67 you know what exactly. i'm saying like i want to enjoy life a little bit so I um, live by the strategy that I'm going to have to give up a year or two um, so that I can get where I want to be um, to have like the nice things um, that includes like I can't live the lavish lifestyle that I want right now, but I have to kind of wait on those things until I get to where I want to be. And that was a way that I, I used to budget like like you said, not going out to eat often. Um, maybe reducing that to like once a month, um, not going shopping because that's what I love to do, but <laughs> not going shopping, um, buying like all the name brands and stuff like that. Sometimes you have to give that up for like a year or two until you get where you want to be, save your money, put it in the right things. Um, what I did was I knew that I was going to have a career transition, so I made sure that I paid off the things that I needed before I started school. 
such as mm-hmm. like my car, um, other bills that I know that I would need. Um, I try to pay those off or pay those up so that they won't be a worry. So once I get in school, I can go ahead and focus on what I need to focus on to get to where I want to be. Um, but starting off early, one thing I wish that I would have done sooner was, like you said, invest. Um, invest as much as I can into property, stocks, things like that. That's going to put you ahead of the game and make you money without you having to actually work hard for it and be present all the time. Got you. Those are some good points. And, like, I know, like, people who are just graduating, like, this is kind of their first big girl or big boy job. Like, when you're in college, you know, we're struggling in college. Mm. (laughs) But when you graduate, you got got noodles, baby. Exactly. (laughs) Them ramen noodles. (laughs) But when you graduate, you have your big girl and big boy job. And some people don't know how to manage that much cash flow that's coming in. So it's kind of like you want to set yourself up for success. But where do you start exactly? I th- I think that you start like first to get some help, right? You want to you want to make sure you start talking to someone that mm-hmm. that that have more knowledge than you. Like mm-hmm. you can't because a lot of time people feel like, "Oh man, listen, I don't need your advice, right? I don't need this. I don't need that." And then when you do fig- when you do 10 to 15 years on the line, then you start like, "Man, damn. I need this knowledge. Sometimes it's okay to go get the knowledge. Sometimes it's okay to talk to people. You know what I'm saying? So, and, um, and that's something that I always tell my, my brothers and, you know, I tell my nephew, like, um, and, you know, I'll be like, hey, listen, man, listen, it's okay. Like, if you need some some knowledge, come talk to me. And if I don't have the knowledge, I'm, I'm willing to get you there so you can get that because I want you to right. be successful because there's something called generation wealth. Right. You know what I'm saying? If you can set up the, the next generation to be successful, then they will pass on to the next generation. Why do you feel like, like the, the and, I, and I, I'm about to go there, why do you feel like the, 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 the white man grows so much? Because they believe in like generation wealth. They believe in passing on, building on that equity. Sometimes mm-hmm. we, as the black generation, we felt like, you know what, man, listen, we don't, I, don't, I don't need to leave nothing behind because when, I, when I'm dead, like I can't take it with me. You can't have that mentality. Right. You cannot have that mentality because, exactly. because again, you, you was mad because when you came here, you didn't see nothing and you have to build it all on your own. You have to break that curse. Right. hundred percent. And it's going to take that hustler. Like some people, I guess in effect, they think that the family rides on their back in a way, like it's all up to them, but. That's how kind of the black generation is structured. Like, it's not all up to one person. Like, one person has to set that foundation for generational wealth. And then it takes you building up that community behind you to kind of lift you up. And like, okay, I laid the foundation. Now you kind of have to pick it up. That's where, like, family businesses come into play. You can start different side hustles, different things that are going to put you on the map to help you set up that generational wealth. That is true. That leads me to a question I want to ask both of you guys. Because mm-hmm. I really feel like, you know, are you guys single? Yes. Yes. Okay. So I think that a lot, a lot of things that we run away from is like building equity together. So right. you stepping out dating today, are you looking to find someone who have the same mentality as yours or are willing to learn? Or are you willing, vice versa, you wouldn't learn from that person and how do you go about doing that? Definitely. Like, when I look for a partner who I'm interested in, it's definitely somebody I can build and grow with. Because like you said, like, it's hard to do it by yourself. You can do it by yourself, but when you have a village or somebody backing you up, you can go a whole lot further. So that's definitely, like, a key factor for me when I'm looking for a partner, somebody I can help build up. We can grow each other, and we can help 
you know, build that nest egg for our family to create that generational wealth. Right. And I feel like two incomes is always better than one. And then when you have two parents in the household, because you can build the generational wealth to pass down, but you also need to be able to teach your kids how to manage that wealth once you're not here. Mm-hmm. Because Definitely. you can leave a kid your house or like a business, but if they don't know how to manage that properly, it's not going to be successful and you're going to lose it. And that's going to stop that line. So it's important for two parents to feed into like a family unit and a family dynamic to teach the kids, okay, this is what I did for the business. This is how I handled this. This is how I managed this. This is how a husband and a wife put their money together. And this is how you're supposed to carry this on once I'm not here. So that way it can continue down generations. Got you. I have another question for you guys. Why do you think in the black household it's so taboo for people to talk about finances? Because growing up, it's just like money is always hush hush. Like, you know, we can't know how much aunt so-and-so is making or don't ask how much uncle so-and-so is making. It's always a taboo topic. And that leaves the next generation not knowing how to manage their finances and not learning anything about it. So, you know, how do we start those conversations or why do you think, you know, those past conversations haven't happened? (laughs) Okay, well, I I really believe that we first as individual, like uh, um, a husband and a wife or a girlfriend or boyfriend, I would rather be a husband and a wife. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because w- once you once you cement those situations, then you know exactly that that person is riding with you. Are you married? You make that decision to marry that person because you saw, you know those, you know those tradition in that person, like they have shown to you. But I, I really felt like people become money hungry today, mm-hmm. and the money hungry part of everything break everything, and that's why a lot of black business really don't thrive because you you can you can have a a black business and um. And soon as that business blow, then if it's t- if it's brothers and sisters, and they be like, oh my, the business now wor- set the business start out worth worth um, half a million, and it have grown now it's worth twenty mil. Now everyone want to get their share from it now. Right. Uh, let's let, let's break it up. Let let me get my two mil. Let me get my two mil. Like you know, you you, you got to understand that that's not what the business for. The business is supposed to stay and grow. You know, it's supposed to grow and expand and become, you want to be the biggest business that ever happened, right? Um, but, w- but when you take yours, you take yours, you take yours, then the business is done. And when you spend that money and you, the money is over, there's no more business for you to, to, to live from or to pass down to, 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 to the next generation. Like, and that's why you have businesses like, like, like Walmart, like, like McDonald's, like become like franchise and all that stuff. And they keep growing because people respect those business and they will, they will be like, okay, let me get a franchise from here. Let me get a franchise. Why do you think they want to get franchise from those businesses? Because those businesses have proven themselves that they can, they can stand strong and firm. You know, like gotcha. I, a lot of black business, and just to go back to the household, a lot of us, like we make money and we, we, we tend to want to like, you know, be like, oh, I, the, the word I'm independent, you know what I'm saying? No, we are independent together. Right. Gotcha. Right. Mm-hmm. We got to be independent together. We can't be independent by ourselves because again, a husband and a wife, if one, you, you are, you are, you are strong as your weakest link, right? right. So if you, if your husband is weak, he's going to, you're going to have to drag him. Mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. And I think that you guys have to work together to understand what life is about and what it takes to to not just eat today, but to set up the, the, the generation to eat forever. Right. I agree. Yeah. 
little preaching moment then. <laughs> <laughs> I think the community also has to get out of the crabs in the bucket mentality too. Um, it was kind of touching on something that she said about how we don't work together as a unit. A lot of times, like, we see one person getting more successful than the other, and then we try to, we think, oh, we we need a piece of the pie, so we want to pull them down, or either they can't have more than us. I think that's a big thing in our community, too. Or if a certain person's name is attached to something, um, somebody may not want to work with them or buy from them. But we need to, as a unit, like, stick together as a community to help each other out. Basically. Yeah, I, and I, I definitely got to say, it's kind of like, you know, I have a business, right? And I have 20 positions to be filled, right? And I'll be like, you know what? I'll bring in two family members and 18 outsiders. And, and, and it will look down and be like, what? Yes, because guess what happened? I, when it comes to family, family will do something to your business. And if you speak to them in a certain type of manner, they'll be like, but I'm family. You know exactly. what I'm saying? I want to hold everybody accountable. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it's not that I'm trying to bring anybody down, but guess what? When I rise and you ask me for something, I can give it to you. Right. You know what I'm saying? You can be like, you can look to to and 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 definitely if I bring in 18 family members and only two outsiders, th- those 18 family members, the, the least of them go like, well, that's my cousin business. Right? I don't want to hear that because I'm gonna fire you. Because right. exactly. you should not be saying that. Because everyone should be working for the same reason. If you want to get a raise. I'm going to raise everyone, not just my family members, everyone. And everyone should still be putting the same work. Mm-hmm. Got you. And you got to find that balance, too. Like, when you – it's they always say don't meet, like, business and personal because that's when a lot of conflict arises. So it's like you want to – like you said, you can only bring, like, a certain amount of family members in because then everybody has that, like, mentality where it's like, okay, let's get this discount. Oh, my, my brother works there so he can hook us up. And it's like, no, we're that's not making our business grow. Like, we can't keep having all these discounts. So I think it's finding that balance, too, between, like, family. And sometimes outsiders will help you more than family will. I mean, you know, facts is facts. Mm-hmm. Because everybody doesn't have that business mentality within your family. That's when that teaching and that learning really comes into play when you're trying to think of growing an actual family business. Yeah, um, definitely. And uh, let's 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 jump into a little session that I like to talk about, and it's kind of like it is with the whole bringing two people together, a marriage, right? Mm-hmm. Um, someone, you know, they, they said the marriage is for the woman, the wedding is for the woman, but you know, what I'm saying I would say probably ninety ten, right? Ninety percent of women will so get so excited. Ooh, yes, I'm gonna get married. Ten percent of the guy be like, yep, you know, whatever she wants. Right. So how much money do you feel like a, a, a man and a woman should invest in a wedding to be happy? What number do you have for me? I think it depends on the individual because some like this generation now has changed. Some people want an extravagant wedding and some people don't. Gotcha. So it is going to depend on the individual. For me personally, like I, I would want to invest more money in my honeymoon, honestly, because a wedding is like you're basically showing out for other people. I just want to thank y'all for listening. Right now, we're going to take a quick break in the podcast and let you know about Anchor. We'll be back right after this. People, mm. you know, like y'all not paying my bills. Like <laughs> I would rather invest more of my money into traveling. So I'm going to emphasize more on the honeymoon versus another person may want this glamorous wedding that they've been waiting for their whole lives. So I think it depends on the individual, but it's definitely uh, weddings are expensive. 
I don't know if I have a right number in it on my head. Maybe Shell can help us out on that. I don't know. <laughs> but um, I don't know how much weddings cost, um, but I know they cost a lot. But um, so I just. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, I was going to ask you the question. Are you willing to spend $45,000 on a wedding? No. It, it, and also it comes into play everything else. For me, I would rather not spend that much money on a wedding if I don't have a house. Um, if I don't have like, if my, if I have debt that I haven't paid off, um, like it's kind of like going backwards. Like, why am I spending this much money on a wedding when that money could be put in towards like bettering like my life as a couple? So you said no. What's your answer? No. 45,000 on a wedding. No. Okay. So you say, (laughs) okay. So, okay. Let's, let's bring it back. So your husband said, Hey, listen. I want to spend $45,000 on a wedding for you. Your husband says he want to spend $45,000 on a wedding for you. What do you guys think about that? For me, I'm a finance person, so I'm all about the numbers. I'm going to weigh my options. Like Shell said, priorities. Have we got a house yet? We're not dropping $45,000 on a wedding if we don't even got our house yet. There we go. What do you got to say about a show? I stand with that. <laughs> okay. See, and, 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 and I like that. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm not telling every woman they should say no. But again, s- some women will say no because they're not they're not paying for it because they, a man said, "Hey, I spent forty five thousand on a wedding." I like a woman who like to look at the numbers and understand that. Guess what happened? After this, we are one. Right. So that I mean, if you are broke, if you are broke tomorrow, you spend the forty five thousand you have. We broke tomorrow. That's forty five thousand dollars that we could have saved maybe twenty thousand because again, the wedding is not for the man; it's for the woman. Exactly right. Mm-hmm. Bringing it back to, like you said, is we're in one household. So you may be paying for it, but at the same time, we are both in the relationship. So that's 45000 out of the entire household, not just right. one person's pocket. So I think when you look at a bigger picture like that, you will kind of go back and step back and like, okay, I don't need this $45,000 house. Like, we're trying to take trips. We're trying to do this, that, and a third. Like, And once again, a wedding is kind of like you're putting on a show for other people. So it's how big do you want to go with that? It's other alternatives. It's other ways to cut costs when you're thinking about a wedding that could cost less than forty five thousand. Definitely. No, definitely, and and I and I think that 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 we 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 as individual will see that right, um, even on social media. Like people will show out, you know, sometimes it's all about the glitz and the glamour and the photos that you can post, and you know, like, and I always say that to to, to individual that like. Uh, sometimes as a woman, right, if, if if you meet a guy and he's taking you out and he take you from from this island to that island to, to that restaurant to that restaurant and you post in this picture and you feel so highly of it, again, you got to understand that what are, at the end of the day, what do you gain from that? Are you are you gaining a house from that? Are you gaining some type of business from that? Are you gain some knowledge where you can become better from that? You know what I'm saying? I'm the type of person that, guess what? I want to give you all that, but also I want you to make sure that you as an individual are making sure that you are educating me and be like, hey, sweetie, hey, you don't, uh, I like a woman who have a plan. You got to have a plan. If you don't have a plan, then guess what happened? We're going to drown because a lot of women today will meet a guy with, with $10 million and they will be happy going, going on trips and going out to eat. And then five years from now, the $10 million down to zero. 
Right. And they'd be like, where's your money? That same stance stands for a man, too. Yes. It works even better when both people have a same. They don't have to have the same vision, but a common goal. True. Like, because that goes full circle. Because, like, the woman doesn't have to have a vision. The man can have a vision. But when you're building together, it helps you both reach your goals. But what I was saying is that if the man got the $10 million and mm-hmm. the woman didn't have any money. Gotcha. Th- then, as a woman, you have, because sometimes when someone have the money, they, they, they probably never dealt with so much money their whole life. So all they want to do is just spend, spend, spend. It's your job as a person to be like, you know what, I like this guy. You know what I'm saying? How can I talk to him about not just spending the money, but investing the money? Right. It's a mindset, too. Like, budgeting, managing your finances, it's all a mindset. You got to have that saving mentality. You got to have that budgeting and investing mentality. Because if you don't, like you said, you see millionaires every day. They have all this money and end up bankrupt in X amount of years because they don't know how to manage those funds. So it's also self-education, like wanting to learn how to manage your finances, wanting to get that knowledge so you can apply it to yourself. And that way it becomes a mental thing. And it's not like a, oh, I got a budget. Like I have to, it becomes natural, like working out, going to the gym. You naturally do it. True. And also when you have a whole bunch of people behind you who's just yes, no man, you know what I'm saying? They just yes, yes, no. And they not holding you accountable. Then where do you go from there? Like you don't, you, you don't know where to go because you have these people behind you. Like, yeah, keep going, keep going, keep going. And, and, uh, eventually they, sometimes those people don't understand if they, if they really sit somebody sit you in and talk to you about that, that money will go longer and they can get, they can gain employment from, from what you can do. But you know what I'm saying? I, I think those types of people, they don't have money or if they have money, they don't have money long. Um, because if you think about a person that has $10 million, how did they obtain that $10 million? Did, they invested. Was this just like a lump sum of money that they were given? You would think that they would already have had a plan to continuously get that much money. So it's like you also have to, I guess, think about like the lifestyle too that they're living. Um, because I know for a lot of people, they are they're already set in having like a certain lifestyle. So they try to keep up that lifestyle and they don't think so much about, well, you know, I already have the lavish house and the lavish cars, so I want to just invest. A lot of people don't think like that if they're already, like, living that that lifestyle. You get what I'm saying? Right, because they're content in their certain situations. Like, if you got someone from the hood and they just hit the lottery making $10 million, they're yeah. not going to know how to manage that because they're still in that kind of hood mentality. And they're not going to so. keep that money long. But if someone... If they earn, actually earned that money um, and it wasn't just given to them quickly, like they actually had to work for it, they had to invest, they had to put forth different money in the business, I think that that person would, it would show money management. So it wouldn't be so hard for the other party to be like, okay, well, we shouldn't do this. We shouldn't go on trips. We should do this. Um, yeah, yeah. But I mean, have you, have you guys ever seen Thirty Thirty? I have not. Like it's a show where like a lot of athletes and stuff like on there. Like, and I wouldn't say athletes don't work for their money because think about this. A lot of times people like, no, they got it so easy. They got the money easy. But technically speaking, 
I can't really say that because you got to understand, sometimes you have to look at some of those ball players, some of those um, soccer players and all that. They've been playing since they was like seven years old, six years old, right? And mm -hmm. they've been working up to that. So regardless of what, it, it been, they have to put so much in their craft to get there. And then they get there and they make, they, they start signing these hundred million dollar contract. You know what I'm saying? And, and they, they been in the league for like 10, 15 years and then they make 200 million. And by the time they get out the league right then, you, their network is only $15 million, but you already make over $200 million and you've been traveling your whole life. But you know what I'm saying? And then you look, they broke, right? So, so again, is sometimes it's the people you have in your corner. You yeah. got to make sure that when you're making money, you bring you bring smart people in your corner. Invest in things that 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 that's makes sense. You know what I'm saying? Take something right. put to the side. Be like, hey, you know what? Hey, put and sign some documents. Hey, I'm not gonna touch this until I'm 45. You know what I'm saying? Like, because if you if you don't do that and you don't understand money, I get that some people, some guys come from the hood and make it in the league also, and that's all they know. But again, you have to know that, look at, you got to look at the place you come from, like, hey, I, I never want to go back there. And if you never want to go back there, then you have to do something something different than your community have been doing their whole life. But if, if you've been doing the same thing your community been doing, going there, you know what I'm saying, all you do is just throw money, like, and you just, everyone behind you just giving money to, like, nah, I don't believe in just giving money to people. I believe in give, starting a business for someone. Hey, listen, you, you're my boy. What do you want out of life? Oh, uh, man, you know, I want to start a shoe company. Okay, all right. We, we, I'm, let's, let's, let's work on this. We start that shoe company for you. That's what I'm doing for you. And I'm saying, after that, you want your own. I, I do that for you. I'm not going to take care of it for your whole life. You're not my right. child. You know what I'm saying? But again, exactly. I want, I still do that. So, so eventually you can take care of your own kids. You can take your own family and, and, and not looking for nothing from you. But if I should come around, you could be like, Hey man, you know what? Here's a drink. Thank you very much. You know what I'm saying? So. Right. It's important to have people in your corner, like people who can build you up, like mentors, finding those people. But it's also very important to invest in yourself. Because I know for me, I don't want anyone else in control of my money. Like, I can have financial advisors, but nobody is going to have your best interest like you. So it's important to equally invest in yourself while also seeking out those mentors or people that can help you. Whether that's reading a book, investing in education, whatever those type of things may be, you also equally should invest in yourself and then leverage mentors or other outside people to come and help pull you up too. Okay, definitely. So uh, the question for you guys, as a, child, as a child growing up, what have you learned from your parents about investing and balling on the budget? Yes, so my dad, he balls on a budget. <laughs> like, <laughs> my dad taught me, he's one of the people who taught me, my dad always cooked for me, right? So he taught me that going out is a luxury. That's one of the strategies I implement today. For me, I look at eating out as a luxury. I cook my own meals. It may not be chef gourmet, but it's good enough to get me by day by day. And then when I go out, it's kind of like a treat to myself. So that's one of the ways that I budget. Um, just, you know, having my dad cook for me. I learned to cook for myself. And then going out, making it like I deserve to go out, not that I need to go out every day. Mm. I would equally say my dad. <laughs> because, uh, so we're sisters, so we were raised in the same household and my dad he really expressed how important it is to like save your money and put it towards other things um that you want to have in life um so it would be instead of having like I said the nice 
the nicest thing that just came out. We still had like things to get us by, like nice things, but it just wasn't like name brand, top of the line, like things. And he, in that growing up, especially being the oldest, I saw how like money was managed through the household as far as like, especially on my grandparents too. Like my grandmother, my grandfather, like they would also like, my grandfather would take care of this and then he would depend on my grandma to do this and they would work together as a unit to like take care of their bills, take care of what was necessary. And then like that would roll over into the children and then they kind of taught us to like, I guess, look out for each other. So if I know that my sister needs something, instead of just thinking like me, 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 I'm gonna give it to her, like as the oldest. Like it's, I, I'm the one being the oldest that needs to teach her how to live in a world and be financially like stable and things like that. So I would, I would give that to like my grandparents and my dad. Well, definitely, I definitely got to start with my mom. Like, um, definitely my mom is someone that I look up to and, like, always been grinding. Like, ever since I was, like, my eye was on my knee, like, you know. And today, it's still my mom I look to and she, you know, she believe in, like, balling on the budget for real. Like, and, you know, investing and, um, you know, today, like, just to, and just to look at my mom, you know, just never went to college herself, you know, maybe when she was an, an adult, she did that, you know, the nursing part of that. And now, you know, she do a lot of real estate, you know, I could say, Hey, my mom have about 12, 15 different type of properties, you know, she invest in and, you know, like own and renting and doing Airbnb and all that stuff like that to making sure that her future, when she get to certain age, she have, this is retirement, even though she's still working, you know, but but definitely, man, I, I respect her for that, you know, and be able to today to watch her at the age she is. My mom is 56 and um, and I'm like, whoa, damn, you know what? I like that. You know, why should I give up when my mom's still going? You know, like that's no excuse, you know, and I've been watching my mom ever since I was my I was at my knee. But I do use that as an example so I can retire early because when, when I get to 56, I should not be working anymore. no. You know, but but I don't mean that my mom not working smart because, again, owning properties and stuff like that, you don't have to do nothing. All you got to do is just making sure that it's been well taken care of and money is coming in. That's a way of keep on making generation wealth because you are right. building that while your kids are learning that, while your kids' kids are learning from your kids, you know. Okay. So um, so that's, that, that's something that I, I see a lot of growth in, and I respect that. Um, one thing that really inspired me also, um, especially my going into college from high school. Um, my grandmother, she put back money for like all of the grandkids. So whenever we got ready to go to school, we had like money to go to school with. Luxury life. <laughs> no. So they, like our parents work hard and they basically set us up so we could be successful, even though they didn't have some of the things that we we do, they still set us up to be, to live like successfully. Yeah. And I think that's what, I think that's what me as a person that, you know, as a dad, I'm trying to do for, you know, the next, for my kids, you know, and to making sure that they have those things, you know, um, but I'm going to put you, you on the hot seat because um, your sister is definitely going to have to evaluate you. So you guys are seven <laughs> years apart. Right. And um, so being the younger and being the oldest, like, 
how did your sister impact your future and how much did you learn from her as learning how to deal with life that you have today? Yes, so my sister has been, my sisters, I'm the youngest of four, right? Mm -hmm. So being the youngest, you see a lot, you get to learn a lot. So when my sisters was in college, I was still in high school. So I was looking at them, how they managed their student loans, you know, how much money that was taken out. And that has helped me. That kind of honestly grew my interest in finance. So I majored in finance and I minored in economics. Um, so seeing them, how, you know, I'm learning from their growth, right? So in certain situations where they didn't manage their finances correctly, I'm like, okay, Tiffany, let me reevaluate the way I'm managing my funds, um, just learning from their experiences and let me do some things differently so that I can, you know, set myself up and then I can teach my nephews or niece some things that I've learned just from their experiences. So I definitely learn a lot from my older siblings, just learning from their mistakes, definitely some financial things that I have learned from them. My sister, she worked in insurance, so she kind of helped me open my first bank account, helped me kind of manage my funds now. And just being the youngest, I have, I'm in that position to learn from my older siblings and learn from their mistakes because something they've messed up on, they're like, okay, Tiffany, you should do X, Y, and Z so you don't repeat this same mistake. Um, and that's just helping me to grow in all areas. Okay. So this is, are you still, she's still in the hot seat. So <laughs> is this your favorite sister? Mm. Mm. You thought I was done, huh? <laughs> My uh -uh. other sister about to be calling right now. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm not going to pick a favorite. I love both of my sisters. We have our days. One day she's the better sister. The next day my other sister is better. The next day my brother, my brother is better. So I definitely don't have faith. I like, I like that. <laughs> I like that. That, that means that, 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 you know what that means? That means you always have someone to balance you. Like, you know, like even that means that you have someone you can always talk to. And if, if, you, if that person, if it's not working over there, then over there. One of those switches always working. You know, so it's right. always good to have that. And I think that that's something that, that we have to appreciate. Um, so um, I don't know if you guys have any questions, um, but if you don't, then I do have a question for you guys. So where do you go from here with your finance? Like, where do you see yourself five years from now with your finance? Like, what are you looking to do for the next three years? Three years? Um I plan to be walking out of physical therapy school. Um, I plan to continue to hustle and build my finance. Finances, <laughs> crazy. <laughs> um, I don't know. I just plan to have like different businesses under my belt right now. I'm working on opening my own gym in my hometown in Red Springs, North Carolina. Um, so I'm trying to put my name out there. I'm trying to go to physical therapy school. Um, there's a lot of stuff that I'm trying to do right now so that within that three-year time span, I could graduate school, have my business together, and still have a PT um, under my belt. So Okay. Yeah, for me in three years, so I'm excited. In a couple of more weeks, I'm actually launching my business. It's working in real estate, so I am a real estate investor. So for me, um, that's just going to be finding ways to double and triple my income and let my money work for me, looking at different properties, looking at other different investments, whether that's investing in stocks, insurance, 
real estate, other businesses, definitely myself because constantly growing and changing every day. So honestly, in three years, I want my money to be working for me. Like if I want to work, it's going to be by choice and I'm still going to be working because I'm not going to reach retirement in three years, but it's just having creating that foundation of passive income so that I know that it's there, whether it's covering one bill or two bills, whatever that looks like, creating that foundation for me. Okay, so I know you're about to launch something pretty soon. Like, uh, you're yes. looking to start your own podcast. Let's let's talk a little bit about your podcast. Yes, you guys. I'm plugging in my podcast, Talk to Me Financially. So this conversation is a great starter. My podcast will be helping the Gen Z and millennial generation, um, empowering the young generation on how to balance their finances. You know, where do you even start? If you didn't grow up in a household that talked about finance, if you didn't major in finance, where do you start to build your financial foundation? And that is what my podcast is going to be all about, catered to the Gen Z and millennial generation on really how to set yourself up for financial success. So talk to me financially. We'll be coming out this summer. Stay on the lookout. And I'm excited for you guys to tap in. Yeah, definitely. I think that, and that's what we do on here. When we talk about balling the budget, we got to make sure that we are really doing those things, right? Don't just don't talk the talk. We got to walk the walk. You know what I'm saying? There's a saying that people, your money, right, your mouth, right, check that you're asking in cash. And you have to make sure that whatever you are saying, you are meaning it. Because again, a lot of people have seen a lot of things back in the days. And today they're not walking that walk. So we have to make sure that we are doing that and we are making sure that we pass back the, 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 the message because there's one thing I learned about life is that if you learn something in life and you don't pass it on, it become dead knowledge yes. because you're not passing it on. So it's a dead knowledge. So again, man, this is talk of the thing, man. And you just heard a session with us, man, with definitely balling on the budget and it's very important to make sure that we are doing that. So check us out. We out. Talk of the thing is in the building. A safe that's full of fragments and a shoulder full of stripes. I don't know a nigga like myself. I say self-made, meaning I design myself. County jail fade, you can pull my file yourself. Spy rage, swallow rocks, I'm getting high myself. Damn right, I like the life I built. West side 60, shit, I might got killed. Standing so tall, they think I might got stills. Legendary baller like Mike, like Will. 96 Impala, thug life on wheels. Up against the wall, squabble at Fox Hills. Like a motherfucking boss, I 